Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one bestselling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like, are you an overbuyer or underbuyer, a morning person or night person? Abundance lover or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast. Available now, free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall, who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You're a nasty bitch. You've started a storm. Oh, yourself. I don't even understand what's going on right now. Everyone's marriage could look absolutely perfect on the outside. But guess what? Things aren't always what they seem. Anyone can be a cheater. I dropped the pig in a blanket! Why is she drinking so much? My wife is a hundred percent right! You're gonna defend him? that He put my mother in a grave! You didn't understand that! Woo! Hello? 
Hello, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. The Real Housewives of New Jersey trailer is upon us. I'm so excited, you guys. I think this season looks fantastic. It looks epic. And I've heard good things. And the trailer, in my opinion, did not disappoint. And some of the COVID-era housewives have been disappointing me. That said, there was not an ounce of PPE in sight on this trailer. I saw more head veins than I did PPE in the trailer. But it looks really good. And we open, I just want to break this down for a second, and then I have a great guest, uh, but I got to talk about this trailer, you guys. We open with some black and white footage. We see all of the women, the entire cast is back, and I was a little skeptical about that. I thought, maybe we need to throw someone new in there, we need to change up the dynamics, because we had some good seasons of New Jersey, but sometimes if they don't change over the cast enough, we fall into this weird dipping pattern, or we we kind of plateau a bit. But this looks great. They didn't bring on anyone new. Maybe they'll have like a friend of or a couple friends, but the main cast is the same. And we open with Teresa saying, you're such a stupid bitch. You know, she's yelling that at someone. And then they say, anyone could be a cheater. Marriages are always on the rocks. And they show close-ups of all the couples. Meanwhile, they're all coupled off except for Dolores has two men. Literally, Frank, her ex-husband, is a house husband on this show. He's a full-time cast member. He's not even married to the woman. And he's some inexplicably on the show. Um, but we see close-ups of all the marriages and somebody allegedly cheated. I have my guesses as to who it is, uh, but they, they kind of allude that it could be anyone. Then they show us a little bit of trouble in the Gorga marriage. So Melissa's allegedly texting someone who owns another restaurant, which that's fascinating to me. Like, how's that going to play out? And I believe there are two different cheating scandals going on here, or maybe more than two. I don't think that that Melissa texting the restaurant owner was the same cheating scandal they were talking about earlier. Um, but we see uh, Teresa, Teresa says to Margaret that one of them, uh, the husbands is going to the gym and getting some at the gym or hooking up with someone there. So there's going to be a lot of cheating scandals. And you guys, one of the things that I love so much about this trailer is it seems like there's a lot of stuff going on. You know, I like when it's layered. It doesn't seem like this is just going to be a season about one thing. Like, remember that one season of Beverly Hills where it was all about Erica's panties? You know, I don't like when it's just one storyline over the course of a season. I like when there's like lots of little juicy storylines. And that's what it looks like we're getting from New Jersey. So that excites me. Going to be multiple cheating scandals. We see Tree dating. She said she wanted to get her peach kissed. She wanted to get the peach kissed. That's her words, not mine. She's going to get the peach kissed. And we see some of the men that she's dating, and I, I want her to date, and I want Teresa to be getting the pipe good. Okay, excuse my language, but I want her to be getting the good pipe. I don't care who it's from, but I feel like she's earned it at this point. And I know, you know she's she's certainly not an innocent human being, but I just want her to find a, a hot, good man. And I do think she's found someone. Although that one, the pool guy is the hottest one. They showed him for a second with his blouse off, and I got so excited. I was like, I want her to get with him. But I don't think that's going to officially happen. She's with someone, though. I saw in a blog. She just went official with some other guy. Anyway, uh, let's see. The Gorga daughter, it might go on birth control, and Joe's like upset about that. Joe's a main cast member, too. Joe, Joe Gorga. Let's get him in the opening credits. Um, what else? Margaret got the new bubbies. She got the new everything, really, Margaret Josephs. She just announced she's coming out with a book, too. But she got the new bubbies. And one of the other ladies just like pulls down her top, like they rip her blouse off and they want to feel the new bubbies. And so they do that in the trailer. Oh, and then um, also what happens in the trailer is Frank Sr. kisses Joe Gorka's ass. Who among us hasn't wanted to do that, ladies, am I right? But that happens, I think, on the golf course 
Um, and then there's a lot of this drama we hear in the trailer. Uh, Jennifer dropped the pig in the blanket. And then that's what segues into her drinking problem. Like, that's what... <laughs> It made me laugh. You know how the trailers, they, they try to be serious and then they go real funny and then they try to pivot again. And it was like the transition between the funny and the serious. It was like Jen, um, Jennifer's saying, I dropped my pig in the blanket. And then they're like, Jen's got a drinking problem. And then we see her just like falling on the floor. <laughs> she dropped the pig in the blanket. Now she has to deal with her alcoholism, allegedly. No, I don't know that she actually has an alcoholism problem, but they do alleged that she has some sort of drinking issue. Also, Dolores has to have a biopsy. She's stressed and sad about that. Then apparently Joe Giudice, who's not even in this country, is somehow still on this program. He shows up. We see a little clip of him. He was on some interview talking about the Gorgas and Joe Giudice's trash and Joe Gorga, and that makes Joe Gorga upset and Melissa. So then the end of the trailer is this Melissa versus Joe, or Melissa and Joe versus Tree, about the Giudice. And you guys, it's intense. I like when Joe Gorga gets in the mix. He's one of the few house husbands where I'm like, yep, get him in the mix. He goes nuts. And at the table, I mean, I talked about the head vein. I mean, his whole head was veining out. There was a lot of veins happening, a lot of vein work on Joe Gorga in this trailer. I mean, I caught it. I spy with my little brown eye. Uh, lots of veins on Joe Gorga's face. And he loses it loses it. I don't know if you guys follow Reality Guy on Instagram, one of my favorite Instagram accounts, but he did this thing where he was like comparing that clip of Joe Gorga losing it where he's pounding on the table. He compared it to Donkey Kong and it's so funny. It's so funny. He loses it, you guys. But look, I'm talking about it. I'm feeling so alive. Uh, I love my jersey. You guys, I do love it. I always think it's good. I Something about the Italian family-ness of it all. I know, it makes me feel a little bit at home. I feel like I know these women a little bit. Um, and so I'm very excited. Ah, I'm excited. It's going to be good. Do we think it's going to be good? I don't know. The, the COVID-ness of it all, we'll see how that goes. I mean, that's going to be problematic. But at this point, I'm assuming that all of these Bravo shows are going to be problematic when it comes to PP. I'm trying to get over it. I know a lot of you write me and they say, Danny, stop talking about that. And I'm trying, but I get outraged a little bit. I get a little out. I mean, I'm, we're all a little outraged these days, aren't we? And I also laugh about that. Every time I go to record this program, I feel like at the top of every show, I'm like, ooh, it's been a week, huh? Like every single time I record this show, I'm like, wow, we've been through a lot. <laughs> that's just where we're at in 2021. We're just going through a lot every day. Anyway, that's New Jersey. It starts in February. I can't wait. We are going to be covering it on this program. So we're going to be recapping Jersey don't fret, little bear. We're going to cover it. We're also going to be covering Summer House. So I hope you guys are ready for that. I know we're just sort of dipping into Dallas, but I do want to mention a few things about Dallas. So shall we talk Dallas? And then after Dallas, you guys have Heather Gay, Queen Icon Legend from the Real Houses of Salt Lake City. She's on this program to talk about everything going on over there. And Heather's one of my favorite housewives. I love her. I've told you guys before, and I'll tell you again, I jump in front of a bus for Heather Gay. Love her. So we're going to have an interview with her. But before we do, just a few quick things about Dallas Housewives. First of all, we're mid-pandemic in filming. And while I, I don't want to harp on the PPE situation, I do want to harp on the fact that DeAndra decided to go to Shaman, who blew snot into her nose. Did anyone catch that? It was like a, a live-action neti pot. I don't know. Something was happening there where the Shaman just spit into her nostril. What was that? During a pandemic, a global pandemic. Whose idea was that? Would you guys ever? I would never. I would never do that outside of a pandemic, even if I wasn't concerned with germs. 
I don't think I would let some strange shaman just spit in my uh, spit in my nose, spit in my mouth, spit in my nose. You know, maybe someone spit in my mouth a time or two, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, I wouldn't let a strange shaman do it into my nostril. I mean, truly shocking stuff. And she was just just taking it in, just taking it in the nostril. And also, doesn't it feel a little bit like DeAndra stole Leanne Locken's storyline from last season? A little bit. It's like, why are we doing this? It's kind of embarrassing. I almost love how embarrassing it is. Like, it's really cringy to me that she, like, literally is going to the shaman, which I think Leanne did. And now she was in the confessional doing, like, the the mantra meditation or whatever. DeAndra was. And I'm like, Leanne literally did that last season. It's so embarrassing when a housewife just decides to, like, hijack someone on their own franchise. You know, I know these women, they got to come up with a storyline for the season, but she... We literally saw it on the same franchise, so it was like so strange to me that Deandra decided to go with it, but I think that made me like it even more. I'm sort of digging Deandra a little bit this season. I don't normally like her, but now I'm like, okay, I'm kind of enjoying her. I mean, yeah, she had a shaman spit in her nostril, but aside from that, um, you know, aside from that, also, you guys, Tiffany Moon. Tiffany Moon. She's my sun. She's my moon. I love her. I love her. She's my guiding light. And she on Twitter is a must-follow. I immediately clicked follow when I saw that she's dragging most of the entire cast of her own show. She is going after, she's dragging Carrie, she's dragging Stephanie, she's dragging Cam. I mean, she's coming in hot, and I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Carrie called her a snake, and then she said on Twitter back to Carrie, she's like, you know what, I'm going to donate to an animal shelter or something on behalf of this name calling me a snake. I don't know. You guys got to go look. It was just thrilling. I'm watching her Twitter feed. Like, it's like a pay-per-view or something. I would pay for her Twitter feed at this point. And she even was dragging Stephanie. Because, you know, in the episode, Stephanie said, like, oh, this woman's uh, shouldn't be, no one should show off their closet or their purses. Well, guess what? Tiffany got the receipts, and she linked footage of Stephanie showing off her closet for Bravo Insider or BravoTV.com or, you know, some other outlet. And she posted it. You guys, I laughed so hard. Because Stephanie was going hard. She said, oh, you don't want to talk about your wealth. But, you know, we do have footage of Stephanie showing off her closet. So there you go. Tiffany found the footage. You're not going to pull the wool over that one's eyes. Mm-mm. Tiffany Moon is here to play. Um, then what else? She dragged Carrie, or she dragged Cameron. Cameron said when she threw that that brunch, which inexplicably having dimson, what did Cam call it? Dimson? <laughs> dimson? <laughs> they were having dimson. At like 10 a.m. in the morning, I was like, what is this? What time are we at here? It was like such a weird thing to be doing at dinner. Um, but Cam really threw shade about the centerpiece, which it was so fun. You guys, Cam at this point is a comedian, and I would pay to see her at the Laugh Factory because I love that woman. I do love my Cam. Love my Cam Westcott. She's providing me all the laughs I want. And she didn't want to try the chicken feet, and I got it. I know that maybe it was some people... Could have, I could see how people could be a little bit offended by the fact that Cam was the way she was acting about the chicken foot, but I sort of got it and I loved it. And I love that she just was hiding the chicken feet by her foot. <laughs> and she, when she mentioned the centerpiece in her confessional, she, oh my God, I love Cam. Love her. Give her a stand up special. Where's Netflix? Where's Comedy Central? HBO Max? Come on. I just saw they gave uh, Chelsea Handler's had like a hundred comedy specials. Where's Cameron Westcott's? Huh? Somebody roll up a Mack truck full of money and give Cam uh, enough to get on stage and tell us some jokes because she's so fucking funny. <laughs> she's so fucking funny. Um, but Tiffany went after Cam online because Cam threw the shade about the centerpiece. And then, uh, you guys, it was so good. 
It was so good. They're all feuding online. I, and you know, they're just trying to like drum up interest in ratings because Dallas ratings are kind of in the toilet. But you know what? Do whatever you got to do to keep this franchise alive and running because I'm enjoying it so far this season. I am. Again, I get upset about things that are happening on it and I'm trying not to dwell because this podcast, we're supposed to be love and light and I want you guys to check out and have fun for a little bit. But I definitely get mad at some of the stuff and I'm not, I mentioned it before and I, I'll try to stop. I get enraged when Brandy said she was going to Florida on vacation, you guys. I got a little enraged. I hate Brandy. <laughs> oh, God. She's the worst, isn't she? I'm sorry. That's how I feel. Don't come after me. I know the Brandy stands are going to come after me, but, you know, I'm just here to give my opinion. And like I always say, we change on a dime. So, you guys, that was Dallas. Uh, I want to play my interview with Heather Gay from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I hope you enjoy. Heather is just the best, wonderfulest woman I've seen on this show in quite some time. I feel like she's all of us. And uh, she opened up about the season, what's to come, the reunion, all of the stuff. I asked everything that I could. And I hope you guys enjoy. I will try to put up the interview on the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one. Um, I don't know if it'll be up while you guys are listening to this, but I'll, I'll try to get up there as soon as possible. Also, I just put an interview up with Tamara from the Real Houses of Orange County. And although I got a lot of angry messages from you guys, I knew she's a very divisive person. A lot of you said, how dare you, Danny? How dare you have her on? And I got to say, it's one of the most downloaded episodes. So you guys are listening. Um, you guys are listening. So I, I, at least I hope you guys are enjoying the listen. Oh, and before I play this interview, I want to say, please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Also, if you want any of the Everything Iconic merch, it's everythingiconic.store. We just got new Queen Icon Legend face masks you can order there. And the wine glasses, we just got those back in stock. So I know people were asking for those. And also there's a Sex in the City reboot coming. If you want to hear my Sex in the City recaps, I'm recapping the show from the beginning over at uh, patreon.com. So all you have to do is go to patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, slash everything iconic. And if you donate $4 more per month, you get access to the bonus episodes. I do one recap a month. They're really, really fun. So um, go check those out if you're interested. And more importantly, the money that you pledge over there helps to support this show. So with that said, I will leave you guys with my chat. Uh, with Heather Gay from the Real Houses of Salt Lake City. Bye bye. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code EVERYTHINGICONIC, all together one word, at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you.
Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe, and that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet, and that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking uh, Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crewneck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes us savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns, quince.com slash iconic. This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. Now, y'all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long, and I truly do love it here in LA. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion. Uh, They just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live, and it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much. Uh, And also, you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com. So nervous, I can hardly clutching my pearls. Oh my God, don't be nervous. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I'm so excited. I have... um, one of my favorite people to watch right now, Heather Gay from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Heather, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm so excited. I feel like I've I've been waiting to have you on until the season got going, but I've been such a fan of you uh, throughout the entire season. Are you enjoying sort of the ride of Housewives so far? Yeah, I mean, for sure. It's all very surreal, to be fair. It's like, it's like it's happening and you know it's happening and you're enjoying it, but it still seems like surreal and like a dream that you're going to wake up. And like this whole podcast, I've listened to you for probably, I want to say years, you know, but oh like thank you. my friend recommended you and asked me, um, I told her I was coming on because this is like a milestone in my life. Okay. And she said, oh, my dream is for him to say my name and I'm going to have it be my ringtone forever. Like, What's her name? What's her name? Monica. Monica, Monica, we love you. You're a queen icon and legend. <laughs> um, Heather, I got to say, about a week or two ago, it was revealed that Rihanna, of course, we all love, she she is among the people. She's just like us. And she said she's obsessed with you. What was that like? I mean, I, th- I thought it was like an Instagram bot for sure. And so I just like, you know, 
in, you know, those algorithms, <laughs> they're so invasive. And so I replied, you know, and I cringed and like put the pillow over my face after I replied. I mean, there's no way to reply to Rihanna. That's, un- that's cool. Right. You know, everything I knew, I just embraced my uncoolness and embraced my fandom. And then she, um, DM'd me back with like, I, I can only describe it. It's like, it's so sacred to me that I don't want to share it. <laughs> so, it. but it would, I, I would it. say it was like a shot in the arm of Rihanna femdom and confidence. And you can do this like women empowering women. It's a cliche. And Rihanna, she's like, she's heroin to the veins. <laughs> She's just the best, Heather. I mean, and she's so selective with like who she follows within the Bravo world. It is truly, I believe, the highest badge of honor. It's like her, Chrissy Teigen, like when those those people when those like, girls yeah. come knocking, right? right. <laughs> you have to show up. Yeah, yeah. So that was a thrill, of course. You know, and I'm I kind of started this process really in the depths of, you know, to be fair, I've been dead inside for a long time, but you know when you're dead inside, it's pretty dark. So this, these are like, you know, the cracks, the lights getting in the broken cracks, I would say. How are you doing now? We're seeing a lot of the stuff you're going through play out in the season, but obviously you guys filmed it a a while back. And are you feeling like kind of coming into the light a little bit? Yes. Like go toward the light, Carol Ann. (laughs) I, this is me. I am. And I mean, the, the light. Heather, I, I always think of that song. Did you ever hear that song by Gloria Estefan, like from years ago, where it was like coming out of the dark? Like that always plays in my head. You, it was like in the early '90s. It was an Olympic song, and it was very dramatic. But that's like w- what I'm thinking. Well, like of. I'd like you to sing it, Danny, because I know a lot of coming Gloria out of the you. dark. <laughs> coming out of the dark. That is me. I'm. I can't. Sing. I'm slowly coming out of the dark. I think. You know it's hard because you don't want to put too much stock in all of it because it's so ephemeral and it's so it's entertainment, you know, and it's, but I feel maybe it's cause I'm an empath, but I feel like the love from the audience and like the Bravo world and like, it is, it is real. Like yeah. the energy is real and people, humanity is real. Like I am I'm losing my religion and I'm finding my, a new faith in humanity, which is hopeful. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, a lot of the reason why so many people latch on to you is because Bravo viewers, especially reality TV viewers, we've been watching this stuff for so long. And I think we can spot when there's, uh, when it's real and we can spot uh, when someone is not just playing something up for the cameras. And I, I think that's one of the things that's so appealing to you is you just feel like you're very much yourself on the show. And, and so I appreciate that. Thank that. you. Um, you guys I can lean into that. I can lean into being me. That's easy. You know, you guys filmed the reunion already. I know you can't really spoil too much about it, but you can you spoil like a little bit about it? Well, I can tell you that I met Andy, the AC with the 411 yeah. and it was everything I hoped it would be it much. I mean, I hate to say he's more handsome and charming in person, but he is. Yeah. And I, it was just, so amazing and crazy and i'm excited to watch it because i can't remember anything that happened well i think he was posting on social media that it was like a 10 hour day or or maybe even more than that which i can't even imagine what that's like and i i think i might have said this on the podcast before it's like i've interviewed so many housewives over the years and there it it's it takes a lot of energy oftentimes out of you even when i'm doing it for the 30 minutes, an hour or whatever. 
Um, so I can't even imagine what it's like for 10 hours, a whole group of housewives. Yeah, it went very fast. I'll say that. Like I, I would, it seemed like there was not enough time. And then it also seemed like we're still talking, you know? So it was, it's kind of a fog, a fog machine. Like yeah. it's like a Bonnie Tyler video is how oh. I would describe it. <laughs> 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 Beautiful think- and wonderful and mysterious. <laughs> and I can't wait to watch it a thousand times to figure it all out. I love your pop culture references so, so much. When you talked about Grease 2 or you made a little Grease 2 reference, of course, I died. I mean, it was amazing. Have you ever climbed over a stepladder and not reenacted the Cool Rider dance? (laughs) I mean, no. So So it was natural for me. I actually think like, I mean, I love the first Grease, but I feel like Grease 2 is like on par or, you know, sometimes I enjoy Grease 2 more than Grease 1. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy, I, for my whole life, enjoyed Grease 2 more than Grease 1. And then somebody, and I always wondered why it didn't hit like Grease 1. You know, it seemed like this, the bad stepchild or something of the franchise. And I read someone, uh, like a review, and they said that it was um, too much forced sexuality, like Grease 1. It was implied, like Grease Lightning, you know, other things. And then they just went for it with Grease 2. And so I watched it with that perspective and I can see how they jumped the shark a little bit. I don't care. It's yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer singing and dancing right. to right. cool. I mean, it's right. the best. Yeah. The best. Uh, Heather, you're very much the peacemaker of the group. Did you find it tough to sort of be in the middle of a lot of these arguments or, or, or trying to maintain the peace amongst the women? You know, I don't, I don't know if it was difficult. I think it would be natural for anyone in my situation to kind of be like, well, wait a second, you know, like there's, it seems like it seems pretty simplistic when you're in it. Like, this is like, should I speak up? It just feels natural to do that. I don't think I was successful in maintaining peace at all. And I think that was kind of where you kind of rub up against it as you realize, Oh, maybe everyone's objective isn't peace and harmony. You know, maybe, maybe there's a level of, you know, I'm going to hold on to this like a dog with a bone. And that was, that was what was surprising and hard for me, but the, speaking up, I think was natural. I think anyone in my position would have done it. There's been a lot of rumors about sort of the timeline of filming and, uh, you know, in the episodes we've seen flashbacks to a time, which was seemingly before the first episode. I, I think maybe that was early on in the stages before the show was maybe officially picked up. Can you maybe clear some of that up? Yeah, I mean, we've the we've known each other for a while, but the filming process took place, you know, the the pilot or the sizzle, so you if you will, um, took place in June, and that was you know we filmed for a week, so we had a lot of interaction and footage that has been flashed back to. So I would say the whole process began in June of what I don't even know what year it is, twenty nineteen. <laughs> you know, no, yeah, right. probably. Who knows? Who, who knows who or where yeah. or what we are right now? But there it's it's there's an arc of time, you know, that's gone on. Yeah. So a lot of those flashbacks were just from that early that that first week of filming. And then you guys took a little break because the show hadn't been essentially picked up yet. And then you started the main filming. There's about a three month break between sizzle and, uh, you know, when we first start started as housewives. And then there's also been sort of all these rumors in the blogs about maybe there was other people that were in the main cast. Specifically, there was a a woman who's appeared on the show as a friend. And 
I wonder, were you guys privy to any of that information? Was maybe there anyone else that was supposed to be? We were privy to, um, not really, you know, we knew the girls that we had filmed with and we knew that that was probably the core. And so a lot of these peripheral people, they were absolutely in the process, but we had no idea to what point until we showed up to really, you know, work. Yeah, right. Uh, a lot of the drama this season has been between Jen and Mary. And I wonder, do you think that those two could bury the hatchet? Do you think they'll be able to ever be friends or or what do you make of that situation? Yeah, absolutely. They will be friends and they can be friends um, eventually. They have so much in common, just like a, just ostensibly, you know, just the big boxes on the form, you know what I mean? That they could relate to and talk and discuss. And they love fashion. They just, they both have apartments in New York, like just big things like they're bi-coastal. They're both, you know, business owners. They're, they both have more Chanel than any of us. You know, there's, there's enough to build a friendship on ladies. (laughs) That's more than I had with my husband, you know? (laughs) So I think that that is, um, and I think they're both capable of having friendships that can be, that you can avoid landmines and they just have to both choose to do that. Right. You mentioned your husband. Was he hesitant to film at all? Uh, or your ex-husband, we saw him this pa- this past week on the show. Was he yeah. hesitant? Yeah, he was a hesitant. I mean, he was, he was hesitant. I think, I think that You're he like, didn't realize him. what it really was, you know, I think he was hesitant, but also dismissive of it. Like what, you know, and, but he's been for the most part, when you consider that he's, you know, he's not going to come out winning, you know, he's mm-hmm. been really supportive and like, and shown up, which I appreciate. It's been so beautiful to see your relationship with your uh, daughters and just opening up to them is so refreshing and, and, was that a natural process for you to do that on camera or? Yeah. Does that the make camera, sense? Yeah. yeah. The camera, um, this sounds awful. The camera forced me to be really honest. You know, it catapulted a lot of things that as like a suburban mom, I would have just assumed, you know, swept under the rug and just name rank serial number as a mom. And that's what I've been doing for a long time. And so the cameras, not only like it was, it was natural to do it in front of them, but it also propelled me to dig deep because I'm, you know, I never saw my mom cry. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm from a, I'm from kind of a background of spare the kids at all costs of any human difficulties. Right. Right. <laughs> and so it forced me to be honest. And I, I have great kids. I've realized more how, great they are and it's the mom I always wanted to be but never had a reason to or <laughs> was mm-hmm. you know yeah it's life uh what has surprised you the most watching this season has there been maybe a, a confessional from one of the other women that you thought was super shady or was there a moment that uh, a heartbreaking moment you know I, I've been watching the Whitney story unfold with her dad and I've I'm sure you were privy to a lot of what was going on um but I, I'm finding it so beautiful that that they've opened up so much about that. Yeah, I've I've loved watching Whitney navigate that with her dad. You know, she has other siblings and she's really taken it on. And I think that's I think that's a common story. I think that happens a lot. I not to make take it back to me, but I've been no, mostly shocked 
by the fact that people like me. And I know that sounds like pithy, but like, it's true. Like, I'm just like, it was just a meatball joke. Heather, people you know? love you. When you were one of the meatballs. Work, Danny. <laughs> I couldn't even, we, I even scratch the surface. Like, fat cankle jokes and food jokes. Like, I, I do those in my sleep. You know? oh, when you said uh, when you said you were a flapper with cankles, we were all in love. That was the moment I, I think I was like, okay, I would jump in front of a bus for her. <laughs> well, that felt like a moment that I was just trying to like alleviate the stress of the situation and get Coach Shaw in. I didn't even think that, you know, it's always the outtakes. I didn't think anyone would film me guarding the burger. I thought mm-hmm. that was my deep, dark, dirty secret and flapper with cankles. So I'm learning to lean into the outtakes, you know? One of the things I love so much about this season is that it's fun. And I know you guys filmed it before COVID, so you didn't have to deal with any of the the pandemic stuff, but it's just refreshing because so much of what we're seeing on TV right now is a lot heavier. And so I'm yeah. loving those little fun moments and, and I'm loving the the drama that's not too serious and that, I don't know. Did you watch the other housewives before? You must have watched the yeah. other. Yeah. I watched all the other housewives and while I'm I'm an empath, so I'm like really into like the crying scenes, like the Morgan letters. Like yeah. those are the moments where I'm just like, this is why I watch. Yeah. But um I yeah, I've watched all of them and I I realize and I think that I'm leaning into that. Like I realize that I really want to see like Sonia wash your panties in the bidet. You know what I mean? That's like those are the life hacks I'm looking for when I watch Housewives. So, right. you know, if someone's gonna order meatballs because they saw me on TV, then I've I've done my part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I feel I've contributed. Who do you love on the other franchises? Like, is there a housewife that you look at that you just, uh, you have a favorite? Yeah, I love Sonia Morgan. I, I just, I love her. I, I don't know if it's because I sensed a lot of what she was going through. I related to it and I got to see it play out. I think she's funny and kind, but not, but not dumb. You know, and I think that's a. I like people that can read the room, but they don't feel the need to control it or be cruel. Mm. And I feel like Sonia embodies that. So I would say she's always one of my favorites. You know, I I think all these women are remarkable for coming on TV. Remarkable in their bad and remarkable in their good. And we need, you know, we all have a little bit of it in us, right? So. Uh, Heather, now I ask people to send in some questions on the Everything Iconic mm-hmm. Patreon. And first of all, every single one was like, tell Heather she's a queen. And I kind of, <laughs> you know, like everyone was like, tell her we love her. Um, so I got a lot of those, but let me, I'm going to run through some of these because okay. there was a lot of them. Uh, let's see, Kristen, Will, uh, Kristen Wilson, this is sort of a fun question. Kristen Wilson said, why was her husband or ex-husband wearing Skechers? I'll never forget it. Yeah. Well, I made a comment. It didn't uh, make it. But during that thing, I said, so when did you decide just to like go full dad shoes route, Billy? At what point? And then he came over like a week later and he had upgraded his shoes and all the girls, we didn't say anything. We didn't embarrass him. But then he left and we're like, I think dad like upgraded his shoes. You got a style. Too late, Billy. It's on international television. But yes, the Skechers, that's par for the course. The family I married into, whilst wealthy, frugal to the bone you would never know ever like my mother-in-law drove in a suzu trooper that used to like break down on the side of the highway and i was like can we buy a car you probably have the money in your panties let's go get you one right right i always say my grandmother used to always like have half a cough drop and wrap it in a tissue and i'm like grandma (laughs) we could afford the second cough drop like (laughs) we don't need lifetime supply yeah very frugal and just sensible 
Um, but you know, that could be a good thing. Have you heard from the, the ex family at all? Like, have they watched this? We're totally in touch just because of the girls. They, they moved to Florida. They have a home here and then, um, a home in Florida as well. And they, they don't speak of the show, but they still show umbrella love and support to me. And of course they're aware of it, but it's, it's just not our way, you know? If we acknowledge it and embrace it, then somehow we're endorsing it. And so we just love without the details. Since the show has wrapped, have you started seeing anyone? No. That's the million-dollar question. A lot of people wanted you to uh, get with that horse guy. Um, Joe? Yeah, the gorgeous horse man. I don't know. I tried. Joe's married. You know, three horse lessons later, he tells me why he doesn't wear a ring. Because he could (sighs) lose his finger in a bridling accent. I'm just kidding. No, I knew Joe was married, but he was gorgeous. Yeah, he's beautiful. Um, Emily wants to know which housewife is the most frequent customer at Beauty Lab and Laser, which is your place. Whitney. Whitney gets a facial like once a week and she sells her stuff there. So she's always dropping in. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, Aaron McLean wants to know what excites you most about this new platform? I guess the love and like you were saying. The love, the love. But I also want to use my voice to lobby TJ Maxx to come up with a better price tag system for their home goods housewares because it ruins the gift every time. I know Heather, when, can, when is Biden going to take this on? Well, I mean, we need, we need someone in home goods too. It's like those stickers. And I know there's all these hacks online. Like you can use the, the hair dryer or the goo gone, or some people say like a pencil eraser, but still it shouldn't be that difficult to get the price tag off of these items. And it's, I want to go, and I think it's the people that are switching the tags that forced them to use this like five-part five puzzle piece, highly right. adhesive tag. And I would say to our fellow men, like, where's mm. the humanity in the Christmas hostess gifts that we are purchasing at Home Goods? Right. Because it's, right. it takes up too much time. It negates the value that totally. I'm getting. By it's shopping. like a fucking jigsaw puzzle. You know, my mom for Christmas, I'm sorry, we're veering off here, but my mom got me, I wanted soup bowls really bad because my boyfriend made me throw away my old soup bowls. I had like, you know, the traditional. Anyway, she got me new ones in this one. I've tried every trick in the book. They were from home goods. My mom got them. And I, there's one of the four that I cannot get this thing. I've put it, I've dishwasher, I've done it all and it won't come off. And it's because it's like that five piece or what, you know, it's in, and there's a fuzzy, weird fabric element to some of the of the glassware. So I have four beautiful cups that have tiny square residue squares on them. And I can't use them for guests, obviously. Right. I use them myself, and I use it as a reminder to never forget where I've come from and what's really <laughs> important to me. It's, it's good. <laughs> uh, Emily said, uh, how quickly did you pull away from the Mormon church after your divorce? You know, I'm still pulling away from it. Still you know, I have... Out it's a very involved church. So like I have, I, I was leaving for the airport to go to the reunion and a man from my congregation was my driver. And when I got there, I got a text from, you know, and I have a fairly older congregation, you know, cause, and I'm still in it, but I am not going to church because of COVID. So there's kind of this weird thing where I'm, it's a slow bleed. Yeah. And do you think, do you think you'll fully cut ties well, or, or I, I'm for sh- I'm a non-practicing Mormon, and that is clear. And I've done that on television now, so that's done. Yeah. But um, theoretically, I I want to cut all ties, but emotionally and 
kind of just like romantically because of my childhood and my family and my community, I want them to still love and accept me and just give me, you know, a different set of standards, which will, is that, you know, that remains to be seen. I, there, this could be a new, a new future, you know, Heather Gay Mormonism where all the love and none of the hate, none of the bigotry, (laughs) none of the rules. Uh, I just, I just spaced out. I was going to ask you, I had a really good question and I just forgot it. Um, anyway, uh, let's see. Megan Van, uh, Megan wants to know, um, will your ex-husband be appearing in the future on the show? Um, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Have you received backlash, um, in terms of, I I know I asked you uh, about your relationship, but in terms of the Mormon community, have you heard like any intense backlash? Yeah. 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 Like what it's kind? mostly devout Mormons that um, are upset that I would sp- say things that could be interpreted as negative about the church. Yeah. And the things I've, I've said on the show are true. I just am not spinning them in a positive way. Like instead of saying God loves all people, well, he loves all people, but he leaves some of them out of heaven. You know, like I just, you know, I'm not, I'm breaking code and we are a church of, friendship and affinity and you know we're we're multi-level marketers so i think that there's a little edge to me saying i knew it i loved it i lived it but i'm walking away that's a more dangerous position than to be one that just says i don't really get it but i i do it you know why not Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah yeah. Uh, Bonnie Rachel says, uh, you talk about your college experience at BYU not being sort of a real college because of the, the no drinking and, and sex. And she wants to know, how would you feel about your daughters going to, do you feel like they should be able to go to any college they want? Would you prefer them to go to something like BYU? Yeah, I'm totally passionate about this. My, I have a 17-year-old daughter that's applying for schools and is getting some acceptance letters, like just this weekend, actually. And I don't care where they go. You know, that's important. Like I want them to go wherever they want to go, but I want them to promise me that they'll go wild. You know, college is like a four year safe, you know, encapsulated experience. And I want them to, you know, like love in a hammock, you know, like I want them to do all the things, you know, that a feminist English professor would tell them to do when they're 18 to 21. And so I just tell them, I don't care where you go as long as you promise to go wild. And I want them to go out of state, but I, that's their yeah, whatever they want. Yeah. You know, I feel similarly to you. I, I was closeted and I went to school in Ohio to college. I, I spent my first uh, two years at Ohio university and then I transferred to Kent state. And I was always so antsy to like move on to the next step of my life. And I was always a by the book kid and I certainly had my nights and had fun, but I look back and even in my early twenties and I think, oh, I wish I would have had a little more fun and, and been a little bit more loose because I, I don't know. I, I think I was a little too buttoned up at all points in my life, but maybe that's just who I am. I don't know. I, I mean, that's how I felt. Like it's kind of when you're wearing like an uncomfortable coat, you know what I mean? Like you can have fun, but it's like, you still don't know what you could have experienced or could have been. And that type of regret, you know, haunts me. So I projected onto my kids for sure. Uh, Nicole wants to know if you think that Meredith and Lisa are really scared of Jen. Yes, of course I do. Any human on the planet 
would be scared of volatility that has a hair trigger. That's that, that doesn't make you, it's not a character flaw to have self-preservation. You know, that's what was so mind boggling to me. Like, aren't we all like, I thought we I, all were all- <laughs> I'm watching and I'm like, Oh my God, John, she, she yeah, goes I, from zero to a hundred really quickly. It seems. And you don't know what it's going to be. You're just like, did I say raspberry? I meant strawberry. I meant strawberry, please. Strawberry. (laughs) Does she get like that at the reunion? Does she go zero to a hundred? Yeah. You see the whole rainbow of emotions from all of us at the reunion. Who would you say is the the most unpredictable at the reunion? I'm so excited for this reunion. Ooh, unpredictable is hard. I would say... um, I think people might be surprised by my level of rage. Mm. I think like, I think the reason that I don't remember a lot of it is because I was kind of in that blind fog of like, because I remember at one point I was sitting there and I was thinking, have good posture. Cause I have terrible posture. So I, was, I thought have good posture. And my heart was beating like right here. And I thought this feels like intense. You know what I mean? Like my body was processing it, but you're in this, you know, you're on stage. So you're just like, I think I might be having a panic attack, but I'm not sure. Like uh, a lot of the fans of the show have been so intrigued by Mary's relationship with her husband, who was her ex step grandfather. And I, what is, what is her, you know, I, I know you can't really speak for her, but, but what is her sort of reaction to all of that? Does that make you know, sense? It's, it's interesting because I kind of threw myself in head first, like, she was clearly getting, you know, just an unfair amount of scrutiny. I, unfair is the wrong word. You know, she's, clearly she's an easy target mm-hmm. and there's really no way to navigate around it. And so I, I didn't even ever look at the details of it. I just looked at it as like an, a human underdog that needed support and empathy. Mm-hmm. And I feel that way about it, but I don't really know the specifics of it. And because it's uncomfortable, I don't ask or talk about it because I want to act just like, Oh, it's all fine. And let's just talk about things that are palatable. <laughs> that you know? makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, Heather, this was such a delight to get to talk to you. You know, I got to ask you a, a, just a couple questions. I ask everyone your favorite Mariah Carey song. Um, oh, it's so hard. Well, it's, I mean, all I want for Christmas is you. I am sorry. It's, it's a classic. It's classic. And Heather, if you were choosing for People's Mag- People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive, you had to choose like an actor or a singer or someone, who would you choose? Podcasters are off the chart, I'm assuming. So let me... <laughs> you can say me. I mean, <laughs> we can go there. No, you no, know, no. Um, I'm a sucker for Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Yeah, he's popular. I get In it. all forms, yeah. Uh, what else do we have to look forward to on this season? How many? Uh, what episode are we at this week? Do we have It'll a lot episode left? Episode ten on Wednesday. So How are we going to survive with that? What am I going to do when you guys are off the air? I don't know. We'll I'll, we'll try to keep our social media streams up. I don't Please. know. I don't know how this works. Like we, I don't know how it all is processed because I've had a couple of people say, "What are we supposed to do?" And I'm like, "What do you mean? Does it stop?" Does the, I, <laughs> does the river of chocolate fl- stop flowing? <laughs> you know? I need more. I hope they give us one of those uh, never seen episodes, you know, like after the reunion. I hope we get one of those. I do too. I, I'm down for it. I, I hope there's, I mean, there's so much that we didn't cover that is going on in our lives. Like, I hope that we get a season two and I hope that everybody watches it. 
So we don't know about a season two yet. I mean, I'm sure Nothing's you guys are official. No, nothing. We, I don't know we're all mean. feeling good about it. Right. I mean, I don't know what is, what's feeling good or what's feeling not, but I would say, Heather, you know, I need you to I just have a hundred thousand yes. followers, Danny, like that's gotta be worth something. <laughs> I need you to just say, yes, we're coming back. We're filming in a week and we'll be on the air before the end of the year, because I can't, I need it. Like I, listen, the root of all unhappiness is unmet expectations. And I, as your fan would not do that to you. So let's just take it a day at a time, you know, with the way the world is every day is a gift. Truly. This is in a True. crazy year, but I'd rather open a gift that's filled with new episodes <laughs> of the real houses of Salt Lake city, because I love it so much. And, that's what I, and <laughs> you think you're waiting with bated breath. How about me? Like I've blown up my entire life and they're like, we've decided not to renew. <laughs> No, they have to renew. There's no way. Andy has said they're happy with the ratings and they're happy with how it's going. So, and and you guys did a reunion. I feel like sometimes with these shows, like if they do like a in studio watch what happens live reunion, then sometimes it's on the you know on the fence. No, I got but you guys you. had and a big. Yeah, I I feel exact. I picking up what you're laying down, Danny Pellegrino. This is when I walked in. I felt this elation. The set was like. Yeah. Disneyland studio producers had weighed in on this, you know, it was beautiful. And I thought, Oh, we're not with, you know, like cardboard tables and some folding chairs and some, you know, mixed nuts in a bowl. Right. Like they, this is a beautiful reunion set. It was stunning. And so that's, you know, they went and throw all that money into it. If they didn't want a season two, I I'm certainly like, wouldn't. we have to get it. Yeah. And if not, then we need spinoff. Heather, Thank you so much for taking the time. I love you. I love watching you. And so thank you for opening up your life and being so wonderful on screen. You know, I love you. I'm a longtime listener, first time thank you. visitor. And I, I love what you do. I can't wait for you to come back when your uh, season two is airing because it's please. going to. Please, oh, please, oh, please, oh, and, please. And by the way, I want the same cast. Do you want the same cast? I want. Like, oh, hey, for sure. I wouldn't mind, sure. like, let's add a new person, but I think let's see everyone else the second season. Yeah, I absolutely want to see everyone back for sure. Heather, thank you. Thank you. All my love. Love this. Thank you so much. Bye, Heather. It. Thanks. <laughs> Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall, who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. Uh, and also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Icons.
I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time, and I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver with $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders. Dash Pass makes it super easy to save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals. I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass, too, pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. Use code ICONIC24. That's ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 